Welcome back to Where There's a Will, There's a Way podcast. And on this episode, Claire is here to try and help change the public's perception of will writing and estate planning. Claire, thanks for joining us again. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm really good. Thank you. How are you? Really well. And I'm excited to have you on because, of course, this is a subject that is sometimes seen as quite dreary. I think people associate this with getting a little bit older, perhaps of a certain age. But we've realised this really isn't the case, is it, Claire? No, not at all. And, you know, that's our purpose of being in the industry at the moment is to really change people's perceptions, to bring a fresh new approach and for people of all ages to understand the importance of having a will in place. Definitely. Now, I've got some frequently Googled questions here that people are searching for. So it's obviously a subject of interest and and people are wanting to know more. So to start off nice and and simple, really, what is a will? In the most basic terms, a will is a legal document that you can prepare in your lifetime that basically sets out your instructions for what should happen after you die. So it mainly deals with the distribution of your estate, which essentially means your money, your property, any personal belongings, essentially any assets that you own. But you can also set out who would look after your children or your pets, as well as documenting your preferences in relation to funeral wishes. Right. Fantastic. And, and when do, do you need to think about getting one? When do you need to think about getting a will? So personally, I think everybody over the age of 18 should have a will. Nobody can predict the future unless you have some amazing superpowers. <laughs> so the sooner you write a will, the better. And one of the biggest misconceptions, as you mentioned earlier, is that a will is only for the older generation or the really, really which which is just not the case at all so making a will is in the best interest of your loved ones even if you've only got you know a small amount of money or very few assets someone will still have to distribute those when you're gone and so having a will makes that process much much easier so even though everyone should make a will it's definitely more important for anyone who owns significant assets such as property a business if you've got big savings or investments and definitely anybody who has young children should have a will to safeguard them you should also think about updating or making a will if there are any material changes in your circumstances so things like buying a house getting married or divorce the birth of children or even if you receive an inheritance from a family member or a close friend so they're all really important examples of trigger points to review your planning and a lot of people sometimes are put off by making a will because it seems so final and they maybe often struggle to make decisions trying to think about a million different scenarios over the next 20 years but you can and you should update your will over time generally we say every three to five years to reflect any changes so whatever you're preparing say for example age 20 doesn't necessarily have to be set in concrete still by the time you're 70 you know it's a work in progress and it will change over time right okay that's so interesting and I suppose from an 18 year old's point of view it probably wouldn't even come into their head perhaps I mean they they probably don't have their own house their own car things like that at that age so that's probably why that they don't take it too seriously but that is really interesting and it is very very important by the sounds of it so what happens to my estate if I don't have a will that's another question that keeps coming up yeah so if you don't have a will then your estate whatever you 
own is shared out according to certain rules determined by law, which are called the rules of intestacy. This means basically the law decides what happens. So it could mean that the people you would like to benefit may lose out or your estate may pay more inheritance tax that it needs to. So in general terms, the rules of intestacy are very restricted. They're covered by legislation that was written decades ago that doesn't really cater for the modern world that we live in today. You know, when this legislation was introduced, the sort of the 2.4 children was stereotypical family, whereas today there isn't such a thing as the standard or normal family setup. You know, in general, people choose to get married a lot later. Some couples opt to live together and not even get married. You know, some people are even on their second, third marriage, which brings stepchildren into the picture. And all of those sorts of circumstances, we haven't yet seen a change in the law to reflect this new model. So it's probably going to be quite common that a lot of families are going to fall outside of the standard rules, meaning, you know, someone's likely to miss out. The rules are quite long-winded, but as a general indication, the rules of intestacy don't allow any automatic rights for unmarried partners, stepchildren, friends, charities. They're just a couple of examples of people that wouldn't receive anything under the rules of intestacy if they didn't have a will. Saying that, it's not the be-all and end-all. You know, under certain conditions, some people may be able to make an application to the court for financial provision from the estate, but that can be a really complex process, takes a long time, a lot of money to sort out, and there's really no guarantee. And then as well as the financial aspect, if you're a parent and you die without making a will, leaving children under the age of 18, then the courts are going to make a decision of who to appoint to look after them until they reach adulthood. So whilst the courts may appoint a blood relative as the guardian, it's not really guaranteed. And it's quite possible that the person that a judge chooses may not be someone that you would have chosen yourself. Right. Okay. Gosh, that, that's really, really interesting. And, and really, you've gone in depth there. So you mentioned obviously about the law and how it needs updating. But another question was, wills aren't regulated. What does this mean? So that kind of continues on what you were saying, I should think in a way. Yeah. So essentially, it means anyone can enter the market and offer the service. Historically, that's meant in the past there have been quite a lot of cowboys out there who've given our industry a bit of a bad name with, you know, unqualified advisors pushing sales on trusts. And that's why a lot of people don't trust will writers. But the industry has moved on a lot in the last few years, which makes it much harder for unexperienced and unqualified advisors to, to get into the market, really. So it's really important that if you're seeking to prepare a will, that you carry out the proper research, that you make sure the provider is sufficiently trained and qualified to give advice on wills and estate planning. And whilst the industry isn't formally governed, there are organisations that offer the, the general public some protection, such as the Society of Will Writers, the Society of Trust and Estate Practitioners, both of which I am personally a member of. So as a member, I'm expected to follow strict codes of conduct, commit to continuous professional development to ensure you know the highest level of standards across the industry. We're trying to raise the bar. We invest a lot of time ensuring that our knowledge is up to date, working towards industry recognised qualifications so that we're giving our clients the best possible service and the best possible advice. Right okay that's really reassuring to hear and I'm sure it is to the listeners as well. So you've kind of covered this already but just to adapt upon it what are the reasons for having a will? You've you've covered this a lot but just generally speaking. There's so many reasons (laughs) to have a will. I could easily spend the whole day talking about it but the main one is that it makes distributing your assets after you've gone much easier. Ultimately the only way to make sure that your assets pass on 
as you want to and not as the law decides is to make a will. You know, you spend your life working hard to build up your assets and your wealth. You don't really want to leave all of that in the hands of the law to decide what happens next. You know, you want to choose who benefits from that. So by making a will, you have a power who inherits what. You also have the option of including trusts in your will that affords you and your beneficiaries more control and protection. You know, a will allows you to make gifts to other family members or friends or a charity that wouldn't ordinarily be entitled under the rules of intestacy that I mentioned previously. Tax is also a consideration, you know, although you can't avoid paying inheritance tax, the rules are very clear and like any taxes, you can't avoid paying what's due. But with the right planning in place, then your estate isn't going to pay any more inheritance tax than is absolutely necessary. So you're taking advantage of all the available allowances and exemptions, preserving as much wealth as you can for your family. But most importantly for parents, you can document your choice of guardian if anything happens to you while you're under while they're still under 18. So you're ensuring that they're placed with the people that you choose and that you trust, knowing that they're going to be raised in a secure home with people that you know will love and care for them in the way that you'd intend. So if I can convince anyone on the importance of writing a will, it's especially for parents, you know, your children are the most valuable asset. So why would you leave decisions on their future in the hands of strangers who don't know you and don't know them? Wow, yeah, no, that's that's really hard hitting, isn't it? And yeah, it's very, very important. And this next question is very interesting and one that probably not many people thinks about. So where should I store my will? So that's really your choice. It's worth remembering though that there is no such thing as electronic wills or electronic signatures. They're not valid. So the only valid will is the paper document that's been validly signed by you and your witnesses in pen. So if you do prefer to store your will yourself, then by all means you can, but it's really important that it's kept somewhere safe, ideally somewhere waterproof, fireproof, because if it's destroyed, there is no replacement. So it needs to be somewhere that is safe and that it's somewhere that your executors will know where it can be found so that they can carry out the duties as executor in terms of the will. A much safer option would be to store your will in a dedicated facility so that it can be easily located when you die. More importantly, there's no chance that it could be accidentally lost or damaged or even tampered with or destroyed, whether it's deliberate or unintentional. So most will writers offer storage options for a small annual fee, which can give you some additional peace of mind. You know, you've invested the time and the money into making a will. So you want to make sure that it's somewhere safe for when the time comes. Yeah, definitely. I think I would definitely have to have my will stored, Claire. I think keeping it in (laughs) in your own possession, that's very risky, isn't it? Unless you are really, really, really organised and and you know it's not going to be touched. But wow. And, And I think you said you you can't you can't make a copy of it it's got to obviously be the original the original yes yeah, the original version with paper document with the wet signature um you know it, under certain circumstances copies may be admissible but really it's that original document that's so important to keep that safe because that's what's going to be used if anything happens to you right okay and of course the million dollar question is what's the cost of having a will written yeah so that's quite an interesting question because obviously the the cost varies from provider to provider really depends on how simple or complex your estate requirements are but as a general indication sort of the starting price for a basic single 
Will from a qualified Will writer, you know, a reputable firm is in the region of anything between 150 to 300 pounds. The more complex the will, the higher the fee. And most Will writers will work on a fixed fee basis. So usually the process would be to arrange an appointment to understand your circumstances and your requirements to be able to give you a more accurate quote for the work that needs to be carried out. You know, some people think writing a will is expensive, but it's about looking at it from the right perspective. You know, a will is an investment for not just your future, but for your family's future. You know, as a general approach in life, we have car insurance, home insurance, pet insurance. We even insure our phones. So a will is basically a a form of insurance for your loved ones you know if you don't have a professionally drafted will the financial cost to your family to sort everything out after you've gone is going to be much much greater not just in terms of money but you know the additional stress and pressure at an already difficult time you've just lost someone you love you're grieving and now you're having to sort out all of this paperwork engage solicitors go to court which is I'm sure something not that anyone would want so it's better to make the right investment now while you can because you can save yourself a whole lot more in the future definitely okay yeah no it's really important and um you might have just touched upon it a little bit there but how how do I go about arranging a will who do I go to yeah so as we mentioned previously it's really important to use a qualified and experienced will writing service and to make sure that they're recognized by one of these self-regulatory bodies within the industry it's our job as will writers to understand you and your situation both personal and financial so we can provide you with the best possible advice so um, any reputable will writer will usually arrange an appointment first to talk through your family your finances your wishes and then we'll discuss with you sort of any implications or solutions based on individual circumstances and quite often you may need some time after that initial appointment to think about how you'd like to move forward because quite often the discussion can bring up some points that you may not have considered but each step of the way from start to finish support you as much as we can in the decision-making process with the ultimate goal being a legally valid will that accurately reflects your wishes. Okay, okay, fantastic. And this one might come as a shock to some people and, and I'm not sure if you're even allowed to do this, but what are the dangers of writing my own will? So yeah, you can write your own will, but it is one of the most important legal documents you're ever going to need. So it's really important that you seek advice from an experienced and qualified professional to make sure that your will is drafted properly and to act accurately reflect your wishes and it's signed and witnessed correctly you know it's still a legal document so as with most legal activities the rules surrounding wills are complex and if there's any errors or if the will is invalid for any reason then this could have huge consequences after your death and you know result in costly court proceedings to sort out so there are many legal documents you wouldn't even attempt to write on your own so why risk writing your own will just because you can you know if my car breaks down or my boiler breaks down I could in theory fix it myself but I'm not going to because I don't have the right knowledge or training to do so and probably if I do try and sort it out myself I'm going to cause more damage than good and probably end up paying a lot more money to sort out my mistake than if I just called a professional in the first place so professionals exist for a reason don't take the risk the consequences are just not worth it okay okay well Claire you've covered so much there and it really is a fascinating subject and and one that we all really need to know more about and one that needs to be out there a little bit more as you've said so is there anything that you'd like to add that perhaps we've not covered that people may need to know no I think we've pretty much 
much covered everything. And I hope that through that, you know, I've been highlighted the importance of creating a will. Everyone, all ages, you know, it's not just for the older generation. It's not just for the rich. Anybody who owns even a small amount of money in the bank, having a will can make a huge difference. So if you don't have a will, make sure you get one. Right, there you go. You heard it from Claire. Now, if there's some people listening at the moment to this episode that perhaps they've got a lot of questions um, that they would like to reach out to you, how how best to get in touch for the information? You can um, you can give me a call. So my number is 0203-846-3706. You can also check out our website, www.expressionwills.co.uk. So we have some information on there and we also have have a, a contact form or even a direct link to book a free telephone consultation in my diary. So we are here to help. We're here to answer any questions you have. So if that has raised any questions or concerns and you want to chat things through, by all means, do get in touch and we'll see how we can help. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time, uh, Claire. That was a really interesting to listen to. My pleasure. I'm sure we'll speak again soon. Thank you. Take care. Thank you so much. Take care.